How do some people seem to keep their smile and their vibrance and their energy and their spirit strong day after day after day? Well, we're going to be sharing at least one secret to that mystery today in this episode of the West Side Podcast. This is Midweek Motivation. My name is Gabe Kolstad, and I'm here with Jeff Holbig. Did I say your name right? You did. Awesome. You. I've been practicing. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, Jeff is our co-director for Celebrate Recovery here at Westside Community Church, and we're coming off of a weekend message where we talked about maintaining momentum. We talked about how to get and keep momentum in your life, like in your spiritual life, um, in, in all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Kotot with me did a great job. If you missed it, please go back and listen to this, the, the previous episode here, uh, because you'll get a chance to catch that whole thing. But Jeff is going to share with us today, uh, and I'm going to pull out of you a little bit, um, some of the secrets of what I just mentioned, like mm-hmm. how, how do you maintain momentum? I mean, there's this one very certain practice that we're going to dive deep into today. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's an interesting name. I mean, it's not <laughs> something that most people would throw around about their daily life, mm-hmm. True, but it's called a daily inventory. And, um, and you know, I mean, maybe some people out there are business owners and they've got a warehouse full of stuff that they have to take inventory on. So there's some some parallel there, right? Yes, definitely. Um, but why don't we uh, talk a little bit about this? Like, what is this daily inventory? Um, so what is it? And why would you suggest that somebody make it a part of their life? Oh, great questions. Um, one of the things I find most fascinating about the concept of daily inventory in general is that what it is, is it's an opportunity for us every single day to just take stock of ourselves, see where we are, use whatever systems we we come up with. I have one in particular that we can talk about, but use whatever system we have to allow us to kind of take stock, make sure that we're not going off course, yeah. make sure that we, you know, we stay in the lines and then within sign the confines of the things we know we need to be doing, but at the same time, not allow ourselves to go too far off. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so good. we can get into more details, but that's, that's the general gist of what a daily inventory is it's step it's it's typically known in a 12-step program as step 10 um it's also known in the in in most recovery language as as part of the last three steps that you i see okay i guess as you were talking i thought of something and it reminds me a little bit like when you get on an airplane Mm -hmm. um you're hoping that the pilot did the pre-flight checklist is that right? Usually a good you idea. Know, yeah. We hope they did that. <laughs> um, but that checklist is apparently quite exhaustive in, yes. in, in a, you know, in that scenario. And, you know, they're probably asking questions like, are the wings uh, fastened tightly? <laughs> to <laughs> a fair <plane>. question. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and, and maybe in some ways this could be compared to, it's your pre-flight checklist, like every day, am I ready to fly? Um, so I, I, you know, that kind of caught some of the spirit of this as we were teaching yeah, together this for last sure. weekend. And, and it's, what's interesting about it too, is that usually now, not always, but usually a daily inventory is done at the end of a yeah. day. So it's a little bit sure. counterintuitive to what post we were talking about, about post flight check. Okay. There you go. Um, Got it. And, and it's more of a thing we'll do at the end of the day as we recap everything yeah. and okay. we look at some things. Yeah. And I do something in my own journaling called, um, evening review that's mm-hmm. similar uh where i am it's kind of a learning review like oh, what did i learn today what did i what, what went well today what did i miss today mm-hmm. um what can i take 
better into tomorrow. So, but I do, I do want to dig in a little bit. In fact, let's do it now. I mean, sure. why don't you tell us a little bit about the process and the steps of the daily inventory that you use? Okay. The one that I use, um, I hate to say this out loud, but I will. There's an app for that. Uh, <laughs> there's an app for everything, right? That's great. Um, I personally use a 10 step app or a daily inventory app, but you can do this any which way you can to get to the same point. Okay, you but most people are going to say, okay, I want that app. What's it called? <laughs> it's called uh, 10th Step App. 10th um, Step 10th app. Step App. Yeah, it's available in uh, in, in all the uh, app stores. Okay. But it's, it's what it does is it asks you 10 questions every day. Oh, wow. And the goal of this, this, uh, this, this inventory is for you to answer these 10 questions every day and answer them honestly, which obviously is the only way you're going to gain anything from sure. it. And also, once you start doing it for a while, you have the chance to look for patterns. And the way that you're going to gain some value out of doing a daily inventory is to spot patterns. So, for example, the first question asks a question about resentments. Do I have any resentments hmm. today? And if you find that you're answering the same question, you're saying every day, I have a resentment, I have a resentment, I have a resentment. You ask yourself all of a sudden, why do I yeah. have a resentment every day? Or if there's a, the second question in my particular one is, was I dishonest? And if I'm answering that question on it, honestly, and I'm saying that I am dishonest, <laughs> then suddenly, you know, if I'm starting to see that pattern, that's a real problem. Yeah. Um, but there's other questions in there too. Like, do I owe an apology or do I owe an amends or stuff like that too? Wow. I'm just fascinated with that first question mm -hmm. because I don't know about the rest of you, but I find myself sometimes carrying a little bit of anger, um, maybe about, and, and I once heard that anger is just disappointment with the way things turned out mm -hmm. uh, because you had like your view of like, uh, maybe it was up here, like up high about how it was going to go, but then the reality was it was low and there's this big gap and that's called your anger gap. I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. So I find it. So I'm like, man, I think I might need to download this app and start doing this question. But what's an example of a resentment? Uh, a resentment is that it, it the the app actually that I use defines it as a, a perceived injustice, mm. a real or imagined or a perceived injustice. And sometimes a resentment can be something so simple as, you know, this person did or said something to me today and I didn't really appreciate that because and I'm starting to think to myself, why did I? interpret this differently mm -hmm. than perhaps they may have intended it. So if I allow myself to develop a resentment, to develop an anger, develop a frustration, develop something on the basis of what someone else says or does, then that may not necessarily be a healthy thing for me to do, right? Because I'm starting to invent responses or invent emotions that may or may not be true. Wow. And once I start getting resentful, all that does is tear me apart. It doesn't have anything to do with whoever that person was that I had the resentment against yeah. or thought I did. Sometimes it's not even a real one. Wow. But that's the concept of what can happen with resentments. And it's it can be honestly, it can be quite an eye opener to find out that you're starting to develop resentments about things, because you'll wonder to yourself at the end of the day, why am I so frustrated? Um, we talked when we were teaching last Sunday about a heart check. Yeah. Um, and we talked about asking yourself every day if you're hurting, exhausted, angry, resentful or tense. Well, there's that resentful one in there right, right at number four. And once you start finding out these reasons why you're hurting, why you're exhausted, why you're angry. Maybe it's because you're growling at the world all day and you don't know why. <laughs> yeah. 
You don't really know why, but you find yourself doing it anyway. That's the beauty of what a, a daily inventory can do. That's what it can help you to do. One of the things it can help you to do is to take stock and reassess yourself. Wow. I'm starting to realize that God may have orchestrated our time together in this episode for me. <laughs> uh, so if nobody else gets anything out of this, I just did. And I, and I think I've got my new assignment uh, to get the 10th step app and start working that process. That's amazing. Um, okay. Let's, let's pause though and go, this sounds like a fair bit of work and time. So how much time do you spend on the average doing this every day? At the end of the day, when yeah. I actually yeah, do yeah. it, three to four minutes. Oh, wow. That's all it really takes to answer 10 questions. Because one of the things also, and again, I'm not trying to show for the app, honestly, but I will for this one well, thing. Yeah, um, it asks you a question, yes or no. And then it gives you a chance to explain, okay, to fill in some notes, yeah. or to give yourself some, some explanation. Now, I haven't done this in quite some time, but when I first started using the 10th Step app, I was able to be to take that to my sponsor or to my accountability mm -hmm. partner, and we would look over a week of answers at a time or two weeks of answers at a time and start asking ourselves, okay, here are the patterns that I see. Why are these patterns developing? You know, why is it that you're not reaching out to somebody in recovery once a day? That's another one of the questions. Wow. Did I reach out to someone else in recovery today? Um, because it's trying to get you to do essentially all the things we know we're supposed to do. Yeah. And if I find myself not doing that, again, there's a there's probably a reason why. And yeah. I need to know what it is. So good. And I want to pause and 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 point out, you know, we're throwing around some recovery language. Yes. Our church is in a series, teaching series right now called Finding Freedom, which is a which is really a recovery series because my, I'm convinced that we all need recovery, not necessarily from substances, but from life. And, you know, we call it hurts, habits, hangups. Everybody has that. Um, and so like not everybody's going to be in a actual recovery program. Right. But um, I love the parallel between like having a sponsor and just having a friend mm -hmm. that you can actually Absolutely. talk to. And it seems like that's probably missing for a lot of us. Just, just like, is there a safe person that you could share your burden with that um, might have been through some things that could help you, you know, just, just a, a person with their arm around your shoulder. And, and I mean, that, that would be something I hope that everybody could start looking for and reaching out for. Um, because that probably brings a lot more life to this inventory work when you know you've got somebody supporting you. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you recovery is one of those things we often say is never meant to be done alone. It's mm -hmm. a road that's never meant to be traveled alone. I think the same thing is true of life. Life was not meant to be traveled alone. Yeah. If not, there wouldn't be 8 billion of us out here trying to travel it at the same time. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're in front of me out on, on the road. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things, too, that's true about 10-step about, uh, work or this kind of daily inventory stuff, you do not have to be in recovery at all. You don't have to be in a 12-step program. You don't have to be in a recovery program to gain value from taking stock of yourself each and every day. There is something to be gained from doing mm -hmm. it, even if you're not in recovery. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that even most of the, if you go buy one of the top planners, you know, full focus planner, high performance planner, whatever, um, or those systems, they almost all integrate this sort of thinking into the mm -hmm. review process. Like, what am I learning uh, what did I feel, you know, what went right, what went wrong, what worked, what didn't work, you know, things like that. 
Um, and so it makes sense. This is just basic wisdom, you know, applied to this aspect of our lives. If only it were so basic, right? Right, true. Um, but it's it's something that once you get used to it, it becomes a habit. We, mm-hmm. we can talk about habits all, all, we talked about habits on Sunday. Um, one of the things we love about habits is that if we get into good ones, we can crowd out bad ones. That's good. With getting into the good ones. Yeah. And a 10th step app, a, a daily inventory, a stock taking of yourself. Yeah, sure. It sounds like an accounting thing. That's my line of work. And I can certainly understand how somebody would see it as being that kind of work. Um, but more to the point, it's just about self-evaluation. It was the first of our points on Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's exactly self-evaluation. And it helps us to be able to establish that foundational base for our day. Um, and this is part of the part of the whole thing also with quiet time with God. I don't want to go too deep into the woods here. But one of the things about daily inventory and quiet time going together mm-hmm. is that if you do them both at the end of the day, you frame yourself so that your mind is in a good place to start the next day. Mm, that's good. You can unburden yourself of everything that went wrong or everything that wasn't quite right about the previous day and set yourself up for a good Wait, tomorrow. so you're saying that people uh, can succeed in life even if they're not morning people? Oh, did I not mean to say that? Yes, oh, I mean, that's my, exactly. My whole world is challenged right now because I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was of the mind that, you know, you had to be a morning person. Just kidding. No, uh, no, that's actually really cool. There, there are people who will, there are, and, and like I'm in a group right now in, in our CR group, uh, my small group. And CR, Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery, yep. yes. Right here on the shirt. <laughs> um, there are, uh, there are people in my group who do their quiet time, some in the morning, yeah. first thing, some at night. Okay. And it just, you, you, whatever works best. There's yeah. no wrong time to do it. The only wrong thing to do is not to do it. That's a good one-liner. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would, let's, let's pretend that we all start doing this. Okay. And we're, we're, we got in the habit. We, we figured it out. We can do this daily inventory and, and, and we know kind of it's in the rhythm and we're really gaining from it. What sorts of changes would you expect to happen in somebody's life over time if this became a habit? Well, that's a really interesting question, too. I, I think it would depend entirely on what patterns you spotted. And I'll take an example from my own circumstances. Um, one of the things I found myself not doing was being grateful enough in life. Mm. Um, so I would go through a 10th step process or this this app or whatever, and I would do a daily inventory and I'd find myself not being grateful. I was just too selfish to be grateful and didn't really see why or or when or what it was necessary, what what the point of being grateful was. Boy, oh boy, do I think differently now. Um, So once I started to realize that and started actually being more grateful in my life, um, everything seemed to change as far as my outlook goes. Um, I didn't look at the world with the negative slant that I had for many, many years before that. Once I wised up to the reality that gratefulness or gratitude is a antidote for a number of negative things that can happen to our lives. And, and we talked about some of them on Sunday, but there's a lot of others too. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's just one example of something that you could see in your life is you could start to be, find yourself being a lot more attentive, a lot more observant, a lot more involved, a lot more, uh, a lot more pleasant to be around 
um, than, the, than the cantankerous, you know what, that I may have been before that. <laughs> so maybe one of the applications is for some of you who are out there and you've got just a cranky spouse or some associate in your life, you're, you're, this, just tell them, you got to listen to this because you really need it. Just that, check this out. Yeah. yeah, just check this out. And and, and it won't happen overnight either. I, I, I really feel like we need to caution to, to add sure. that right away. Um, changes like this do not happen overnight. We talk all the time about how recovery is not a quick fix. Um, mm. Tenth step work, this kind of work, daily inventory work, um, quiet time is not a quick fix either. But over a very reasonable period of time of repetition of good behavior, mm-hmm. repetition of consistent good behavior, all of a sudden those things become possible. Avenues become open that were previously closed. Things become opportunities that previously weren't known to us. And suddenly we start finding ourselves thinking, wow, this isn't so bad after all. Yeah. And I, I could really do this. Yeah. And now I can't imagine going to sleep without doing my 10 step work. Wow. Without doing my app work. And yeah. it, it doesn't have to take 30 minutes. You know, you can take five minutes. Yeah, I know. That's encouraging because it, it sounds, it could be intimidating to think about trying mm-hmm. to get in this habit, but that's, that's exciting. I, I love the quote, and I, I can't remember if it was Plato or Socrates who said, in fact, I learned once that if you're not sure, you should just say Mark Twain. <laughs> But I think it was actually Plato. But he he said, uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. And I think that that's kind of this is like, we have a lot to gain by examining our lives and trying to live more intentionally. And I think what will happen, what I've seen happen with you, with myself and with everybody else I know who's kind of trying to practice something like this Mm -hmm. is... um, is that we we are a little more resilient when we're doing these things mm-hmm. because we have a stronger spirit and and you know we're reaching out to our higher power Jesus Christ more consistently yes <laughs> and he's there for us and we don't feel like we're doing life alone you yeah. know the one of the hardest things the pandemic taught every one of us the fact that how difficult it was to do life on our own um, but when you have a higher power like Jesus Christ when you have a guardrail system for your life like this when you have a framework in which you can operate and you know that if you it's kind of like the old operation game if you touch the edge mm-hmm. something's going to burn yeah. you uh, or if you get a little bit off the rail something's going to shock you back into line. Um, This is a great tool to be able to do that. And at the same time, feel like you're not in life alone. You Mm -hmm. don't have to do life on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, Too many people relapse. Too many people fall into very bad places when they try to do things on their own, entirely on their own. And this just helps us to remind us of the value of community, the value and the importance of of all of this does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for sharing part of your life with us. Uh, A couple of next steps. One would be if you're curious about Celebrate Recovery, uh, we actually have that program here at our church. You can find out more about that at westsidecommunitychurch.com. And, uh, and if you're in the Portland, Oregon area, you could actually just pop by on a Thursday evening and, uh, and they would love to see you. The other thing we'd love for you to do is subscribe and share. If this is helpful, if you want to hear more of this kind of thing, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure to share this with others that are in your life that might benefit from it. And then we would love to see you on a Sunday. You can you could pop by a Westside service uh, online even or in person at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area. You can just find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com. But thanks so much for joining us for this midweek motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. We hope to see you again soon.